Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about... Oh, I had something. My mom joined TikTok. Did she? Yes, she did. (laughs) Fabulous. Um, Not to, like, make anything, but... um, yeah, she's she's on TikTok now. I don't know. So, okay. I'm Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Kat or Dylan, and I use they, them pronouns. Um, it's Black History Month. Um, it is. We, I don't know if we found, we were going to do a, like, cross-promotional thing where we told you about a black podcast that you should go listen to i don't know we found some we asked if we could talk about them i don't we have know not heard back from any of them we've not heard back so i think this week we're not going to do that i did have we can just say listen to minority corner because yeah. it's great yeah it's on the max fun network um and i listen to it most weeks i try to listen to it most weeks I'm busy, though. I got lots of... I'm a student still. I got lots of shit to do. But, um, yeah. And not just during Black History Month, but every single month you should go out and seek black content creators to, you know, unlearn all of the racist shit that we've been indoctrinated by. But especially during Black History Month, go take the time to learn about black history and engage with black content creators uh yeah so go listen to minority corner and hopefully we will have heard back from some smaller black podcasts that we can tell you about for next week but uh we're gonna try every week during black history month to tell you about a really cool black podcast that you should go listen to but we wanted to ask permission from the smaller black podcasts before we did some cross promotion and so we're waiting to hear back from them, but we figured if we reached out to Minority Corner, we'd never hear back because they're they're very big. Um, so and great and really good, really good. They talk a lot about it's pop culture, and they have a different minority on every single week. You should go listen; they're wonderful and amazing. Go do that. <laughs> what was that? It sounded like a foghorn. <laughs> yeah, there's um. I am no longer in quarantine and isolation. I'm free. I'm cured. No longer Congrats. have I no longer have the Rona. But that also means I'm no longer in a secluded faraway building on my campus. So mm. there may be a lot of beeping. We also got snow, so they're trying to clear snow. So there may be a lot of beeping. Yeah. Just a heads up if you Weather hear. bad. Weather bad. We live in New England. We've reached um, February. the time of year that is <laughs> gloomy and cold because... I think February you know, is the worst month of of New England weather. Yeah. It's it's awful weather-wise, and there's no, like, holidays to look forward to, really. Valentine's Day just sucks unilaterally, uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's Gal slash Valentine's Day, which is wonderful. I'm trying which is to the think 13th, of what, which is when you celebrate your friends. I'm trying to think of what is in February, other than Black History Month. That is 
like fun there's president's day but like who gives a shit about president's day um yeah i'm just do you remember that one february um i think your junior year my sophomore year of high school where we had a snow day every single week in february like it was like every other day basically and they had to cancel it they had to cancel just the high school one one day because the pipes it was so cold the pipes froze in the old building yeah um i also remember um that one time that i came in fifth at a fencing tournament because there was a blizzard <laughs> so nobody showed up <laughs> that was fun yeah that, that was, was a fun, fun tournament one. i liked that one it um, was fun because it was super low pressure because there was a blizzard nobody there and it was uh what's called an invitational so instead of like being on a team uh you just kind of you fenced at your own tournament yeah it was it was a tournament so you would like just kind of fence like it's a tournament yeah you did your own thing i like that i like the invitational it only ever happened twice yeah and then there was the other time the other invitational where it was a blizzard coming the next day and we were waiting it was slowly the news was coming in it was one by one every school was hearing back about whether or not um their school was their school was going to get canceled mm-hmm. and we were everybody it would like we would be hearing cheers from different like sides of oh, the gym, yeah. of, of like where everybody was stationed as the their school would call off school the next day i thought that was yeah. really fun i really enjoyed that yeah um ugh. Back in the day. Cat causing a ruckus? Uh, always. Always. She's she's in a mood. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, there are all kinds of fun wind pressure changes in my apartment. And I was asleep on the couch because I took NyQuil by mistake. So I'm a little out of it. Um, anyway... Uh, pressure changes locked my cat in a room it's the room with her litter box so it's not like it was an emergency and she has water and stuff in there but uh she she is not happy <laughs> at having been unceremoniously locked in her room yeah i can um, imagine and she's feeling a bit rambunctious she's also she was also lecturing me earlier so you might catch some of that that was a motorcycle Wow. Even Ella looked startled by the sound of that. That was really loud. We live in we live in interesting locations to be recording podcasts in. I wish I had a quieter room. I like my room a lot. I'm on the third floor of a of a pretty nice, nice building on my campus. Um I've also I've recently started drinking tea again, like consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very exciting for me because I like tea. There's no more to say about that. Do you want to get started reading things? Do you wa- sure. Do you want to go first? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, mine, I had trouble finding something this week, but 
Same. It was, I don't know, they're like, slow news week. Yeah. It was a slow week. Um, but I did find something. Oh, oh. quickly, before I forget. Oh. Uh, look what I got that arrived the other day. Uh-oh. <gasps> you got a DVD copy of The Meg? Oh, I like I love the cover art. Yeah. It's it's a person being chased by a shark which is being chased by a bigger shark. That's really cool. It's really cool. I like it. Yeah. But now I have a physical copy. And there's uh, special features. Ooh. Which we need to watch at some point. Yes. Okay, so the article I have from this week is from the Boston Globe. Um and well there's okay so we can go through there's a lot to talk about with this um mm-hmm. not anything news like really news related but it i i figured it would provide a lot of a lot of room for debate and discussion you know Ooh. um not that it's controversial or anything but i feel like we'll have a lot of opinions i feel like i'm i'm hyping this up too much um okay. massachusetts favorite comfort food is not what you would expect. And before I talk about it, I would like mm. you to guess what you think um, Massachusetts' favorite ooh. comfort food is. This is, I will tell you before we get into it, gleaned from um, like Google search trends from 2020. Um, I see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some categories. Because I have several ideas, and I'm not sure which one's the best idea. Okay. My very first instinct was clam chowder. But that's, like, kind of, like, I don't know if, I mean, it it is a comfort food, but I don't know if it's totally a comfort food. And then my second guess was fluffernutters. Um, That's the state, I believe fluffernutter is, in fact, the state sandwich. Sandwich? It's the state sandwich. Do people, okay, wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I know we have theoretically, theoretically based on our like search, not our search results, our, um, our analytics. Uh, demographics. Yeah. Last you checked, we have, we do have people who are not from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, a nutter, for those who don't know, is marshmallow fluff, which is manufactured in Massachusetts. And marshmallow mm-hmm. fluff is basically it's, shelf-stable, um... the inside of a marshmallow, but make it like fluffy this is a terrible description i have not had marshmallows it's, it's, i have not had marshmallow a... fluff imagine like if you take the inside of a marshmallow and whip a ton of air into it i'm doing a terrible job of explaining this it's meringue it's like it's like meringue sorry pre-baked i, I googled fluff to try and <laughs> explain what it is without um and the first thing oh it's marshmallow spread yeah, it's it's or like, marshmallow cream, like, which is something that they have in other places, I think. Yeah, but the the first thing, because you know how there's ads. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that came up when I googled just fluff was the UGG Pride slippers. Wow, targeted. They're Tar- so ugly. Targeted and disgusting. One of them is trans and the other one is bi, if you were wondering which one's popped up. Um, if I if I may just very, very, very brief, debatably brief, um, 
uh, side note. Uh, so the other day, I was Googling... Um, we were, I was talking with my sister about all of the, the fancy events that are going to happen once it's safe to have events again. And she was like, what are you going to wear? And so I Googled gender neutral... No, I Googled androgynous formal wear. As one does. uh, Under ads, there is a three-piece suit. Sure. And then the next thing is a $7 t-shirt from Wish. Oh, oh boy. Which says... Five things you should know about my wife. And wife is in rainbow. Number one, she is my queen. Number two, she can't control her mouth. Number three, she's a fabulous wife. Number four, she has anger issues. Huh? Number five, mess with her and they'll never find your body. Oh, boy. I don't know what to make of that. It's androgynous formal wear. (laughs) Uh, Next relative that gets married, that's what I'm wearing. That's what you should wear to your wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Google ads are something. Wow. Androgynous formal wear. I, the thing is, any item of clothing, theoretically, should be androgynous because clothes don't have gender. That's true. But they do. So. They're... But they have, they have people who gender um, very good description often have feelings about certain clothes yes so even though men can wear dresses some trans men may feel uncomfortable oh, wearing a dress i was about to make that i was about to make such a point probably not as good as you Meh, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> people who have gender, people n- have gender. I was talking to my friend, and he asked me if playing with your hair was a thing that girls actually do when they're like attracted to a, a man. And I, if I, if I may, just briefly cut in, please. I feel like anybody with long hair who has trouble sitting still, yes. will fidget with their yes. hair, regardless of like. Well, but he was attraction. So, yes. Well, he was asking my opinion as somebody who identifies as cis, which I which I do, and I'm fine. And I saw a TikTok the other day of somebody who was like, "I know I'm cis because I don't think about gender all the time," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine," because I don't think about gender all the time. But I was, I told him, I was like, "Oh, well, I'm." <laughs> You know, I'm cis in the same way you would take a drawstring backpack to through-hike the Appalachian Trail. You know? It's, you could, but why would you? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, Um, that's my opinion of gender. I would love to spend 20 minutes talking about Uh um, the complexities of gender especially in regards to the recent pandemic, there have been lots of people talking about like the increase in she days and he days since the beginning of the pandemic. And part of it's like a lot of 
gender is like a societal performance like super 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 duper duper briefly a lot of gender is all about how you interact with society and how you perform for society so when you're isolated from society you suddenly are like wait a minute yeah (laughs) which is not to invalidate any she days or he days i'm so happy for them (laughs) her them um and him thems um but it's it's really interesting to think about like all of these people who are like i'm not actively performing and so i have to think about it for maybe the first time and i'm suddenly realizing huh you know yeah let's yeah gender's weird Gender's anyway, fluffernutters. Anyway, fluffernutters. Yeah, it's, it's it's marshmallow cream and peanut butter. Yeah, it's a sandwich in a sandwich. Yeah, this is take a take a weird fucking turn. Anyway, it's not a fluffernutter. Top comfort food in Massachusetts. Not Real a fl- cheese. Fluffernutter. Nope. Although that is um, six states. Six states. Comfort, top comfort food is a grilled cheese. Macaroni. No. Um. It's out of left field. Mm. I don't know if you're going to get it. Uh, let me give it's me like very good. two more it, tries. It is something I will give you a hint. It is something we have made together. Onigiri? No. Uh, too um, far Too far left field. <laughs> I'm I, sure that's one of the top comfort foods in Japan. I'm sure you're right. I will. I will. You, you still have two more guesses. Okay. It involves tomorrow. something baked. Baked. Ooh. Um. Cookies. Mm-mm. I'm like trying to think of what we've made before. Something baked and something fresh. Something baked and something fresh. Um. Pizza. Mm-mm. Okay, you're just gonna need to tell me. Drum roll, please. Strawberry shortcake. Oh. Yeah, interesting, right? Unexpected. Bizarre. Right? That's Not- a dessert. I know. Anyway, in this article from the Boston Go- Globe by Dee Dee Coley. Published on February 3rd, sorry, February 2nd, so very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, after a bad day, people might opt to eat mac and mac and cheese. Absolutely. A bowl of chili. Not me. Couldn't be me. Uh, or a heaping pot roast. Sure. Why not? Why not? That's your thing? Go for it. What is your go-to after a long day? Oh, shit. Fuck. Um ramen like a good ramen like a big bowl of really good ramen like if i could get if i could get like a traditional really good bowl of ramen or Mm. soup really good soup like pho in front of me the you know what i've noticed the problem with takeout pan pre like pandemic the Mm. thing about ramen holds up really well but my favorite food in the world is pho and mm. rice noodles just do not cut it takeout. They they are not great takeout. 
like reheated. Oh yeah. Um I've had yeah. I've had trouble, which is very sad for me. But that's that's mm-hmm. yeah. I just love soup. I'm a soup slut. You could put that on a t-shirt. I'm a slut for soup. Um I think my go-to is um Sorry. Um chicken nuggets. That's a good one. I Whenever I am having a day, I need some kind of potato, which is why I always have fries and hash browns in my freezer that are, like, go in the oven. Um, some kind of potato and, like, a chicken nugget and then some kind of sauce. Mm. You know what else? I'm, I'm about to say another soup. Matzo ball soup. Understandable. I was going to make you matzo ball soup. Yeah, we were going to hang out over your break, and then that everything did, happened that so didn't much. Happen. Anyway, okay, so a new report, and we could talk about the report because I have it here too, mm. found that Bay Stater's favorite comfort food is strawberry shortcake. Biscuit, strawberries, maybe a little vanilla lemon zest very interesting not something lobstery not something fishy not something chowdery and not something cheesy and not something cheesy very very interesting um the weird okay so this this Study, I guess. Not study. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, the lighting and electrical company, e- Econo Light, drew from the 2020 Google Trend results to specify the most popular comfort foods across America. St- six states loved grilled cheese. Oregon mm. likes cornflakes. Iowa likes monkey bread. And Washington likes Swedish pancakes, which I guess are eggier flapjacks. And huh. I don't know. I I want monkey bread. What? I what exactly is monkey bread? It's like a. It's like a. It's like if cinnamon raisin bread and cinnamon rolls had a baby. Ooh. It's like it's like cinnamon bread, but mm. like. Like sweet and delicious. Ah. ah. Um, other top searches for the nation included chicken and waffles, chicken noodle soup, mm-hmm. baked potato soup. Never had that. Mashed potatoes. Econolite said the conclusions make one thing perfectly clear. Americans certainly do love cheese, chicken, and deep fried goodness. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Do you have um, any specific questions? Oh, okay. So they can. There's also. Mm. We, we can go. We can go more deep into it if you want to talk Ooh. more about the study. There is comfort food, like comfort main dish, side dish, and dessert. Massachusetts, Massachusetts can never say that mm-hmm. word. Find solace in pizza stuffing. Strawberry shortcake. Other New England states liked pulled pork from Vermont, lasagna in Maine, American chop suey, which I've never fucking had, which I think is like something with noodles. Mm. 
I feel like my dad made something like that when I was a kid, but I couldn't mm, tell you what it is. Fucking no. Um, and pizza again in Rhode Island, Connecticut. Mm. In fact, and as a side dish, almost every single New England state liked stuffing. And weird. And for dessert, mm-hmm. strawberry shortcake. Almost every single one of them again, except for Maine. Which would you like to guess, Maine? Blueberry pie, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, would you like to go deeper? In, are there any states you are very curious about comfort um, foods? Tell comfort. me about Minnesota. What is Minnesota's M M what M N for Minnesota? Sorry, one sec. Uh, cat yoinked my my cat. Yoinked my <laughs> Not you, cat. Um, what's Minnesota's abbreviation? M I. M- Are you sure MI is not Michigan? Ooh, MI is Michigan. M- is, is it MN? N? MN. Uh, MN's top comfort food, top search comfort food for Michigan is Swedish meatballs. Fair. We could go through where all of our family, our family lives. Yeah, let's do that. Um, what about... Washington. Washington State. Ba, 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 Swedish pancakes. I've never had a Swedish pancake. Me neither. Um, what about California? California. Ka ka like a bird. Grilled cheese. Nice. Okay, hang on. Washington DC. I'm just gonna go through things that I find interesting. Washington DC, chicken lo mein, respectable. Oh, Minnesota is no, yeah, it's MN. I googled Minnesota abbreviation and it said MI, and then there's a chart and it says it's MN in the chart. Mm. DC's chicken lo mein, very respectable. Oh yeah. Um, I found out chicken and dumplings. This is not is for Kentucky, and. I'm guessing this is like southern chicken and dumplings, which I have never had. Mm-hmm. And southern food kind of scares me a little bit. Interesting. I, but I don't know why. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you why. I went to southern Thanksgiving, not recently, not during the Rona times, um, like two or three years ago. And not only was it Thanksgiving in the south, in Kentucky, which mm-hmm. I guess is, is Kentucky's the South, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is bordering on South. Um, they consider themselves Southern. Yeah. Not only was it Thanksgiving in the South, it was mm-hmm. Thanksgiving in the South with a bunch of police officers because it mm-hmm. was with my cousin's family. Ooh. And my cousin is Interesting. a is a cop. I was terrified the entire time I was there. And I have never wanted to leave somewhere more immediately than the second I got there. Um I was and none of them like none of them are in uniform. It was like we're all here and like we before we ate everybody like 
gathered in a circle and we all did a little like so happy to be here with everybody and I was standing there and I was like I'm terrified I don't want to be here and um thankfully I had like schoolwork I had to do and I went up to my dad and I was like dad can I leave and he was like are you okay and I was like I'm five seconds away from crying and he was like why and I was like I'm just terrified it was like why are you scared and I was like I don't it's like I was like I I literally I like it was like I'm just terrified from being around all these cops <laughs> it be like that sometimes oh it was the worst and that was that was like part one of Thanksgiving because then we had like a smaller Thanksgiving um mm-hmm. but it was awful it was awful. I but there was so love many, there the was, idea of Southern food. Yeah. But, but it, I've never had like authentic Southern food, I don't think. There was like, I've never had macaroni at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. What a wild concept to me. Dude, there was so much, my Thanksgiving staples so much are... butter. There was so much <laughs> butter. I've never seen... I was like, oh, what's in this? And somebody was like, oh, there's just like a pound of butter. And I was like, a pound? When, I, when I'm when i talking about s- Southern food, I'm not talking about white Southern food. I'm yeah, talking no, about like soul food. I don't want to try. Like this was, the, there was the only person of color there was my uncle's husband. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Like, and... I'm not saying that, like, everybody there was very nice. Mm-hmm. But at no point did I ever want to reveal to a single person there that, one, I was queer. And mm-hmm. two, I was studying environmental science at a women's college, a traditionally women's college mm-hmm. in New England. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, ta- this was, this was like white, white people, Southern food. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is different. And also um, here's the thing about, here's the thing about Southern cooking and a lot of it, cause I've been doing some, I'm very interested in the historical roots of Southern cooking because so, uh-huh. so much of traditional Southern cooking comes from, poor marginalized black and brown communities who work worked with what they were given which was scraps and i am fascinated by that kind of using that and especially turning that into culture and when people just sort of disrespect it i think it's really shitty yeah but this was white people southern cooking, and um, it scared me, yeah. and I didn't like it. The I mac like... and cheese was good, though. Um, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Um, my Thanksgiving staples for my family are spanakopita and uh, musaka, and uh, mainly me, and then like uh rice and potatoes 
generally not mashed potatoes generally like a different kind of potato like baked potatoes or something not like baked potatoes but like potato wedges Mm. um and then like a salad yeah but most most of my thanksgiving staples are like moussaka and spanakopita and you know greek food greek food are you interested in any main dishes um pizza was massachusetts yeah surprisingly Um, not new york what is pizza uh (laughs) (laughs) what is new york's are you do you want to try to guess um is it like a a deli sandwich Uh -uh. it's a sandwich grilled cheese Mm mm-hmm Lots of chicken and wa- lots of chicken and waffles. Um, mm-hmm. Chicken and waffles for Nevada, which is interesting to me. Um, yeah, Alaska's chicken Alfredo. Interesting. Biscuits and gravy. Lots of fried food. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I could really fuck up chicken lo mein right now. I found out recently that um, the 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 very inauthentic uh, Chinese restaurant in our hometown. You know the one. I know the one. Um, there. Oh my God! What is it called? General Gao or General So's chicken? Mm-hmm. The sweet one. Mm-hmm. Is gluten free? Really. Yeah. Wow. And it's breaded chicken. Interesting. Good for you. Yeah. We, I, I never, we never go to that one because it's on the yeah. wrong side of town for me, for me, for me. Yeah. Not for you anymore. It's, it's too far away. It's way too far away. my parents can walk there. And um, there's one that's closer that's. You know, it's Americanized, but they also have some non-super American stuff on their menu that is Mm -hmm. so good. They have a pea pod leaves and garlic sauce, which is just like, oh my God, it's so fucking good. If you can get, if you, okay, here's my number one recommendation that Mm -hmm. I feel like people are sleeping on at Chinese restaurants. If you can go to a Chinese restaurant that is slightly off the beaten path, that's not mm. super, super American. Um, and they have a pea pod leaves and garlic sauce. It's also called, called Dam Yu. And you can get it. Fucking get it. Because holy shit, it will change your world. If you like garlic. If you don't like garlic, then don't get it. Because it's literally a garlic sauce. But holy shit, this... Oh, it's so good. Also, I know dim sum is probably hard for literally anybody with dietary restrictions but Mm -hmm. man i would fuck up dim sum right now i would literally god god i would what is ia ia what state is iowa iowa are you sure i think i don't know let's bring up the abbreviation chart ia because their their top main dish is tater tot casserole Iowa, yeah. Tater tot casserole. Interesting. Huh. 
why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Should we? She's trans- just sitting on top of the uh, cabinets now. Hmm. Should we transition into the middle bit? Yes. So this is not a Florida man, but it is a Texas we, government. We got to do our other parts first. This, oh, yes. This week's episode is brought to you by water. This week specifically for me is sponsored by my college. Nice. Um, drink water. It's, it's good, good for you. It's good for you. Maybe someday we'll mm, actually be. You know water. what? I don't. Unless it's like a company that makes electrolytes, which there are, and they sponsor podcasts. So hit us up if you'd like to sponsor a podcast. But if a water brand, you know the ones. I'd, I'd, I'd take water filter brands. Yes. But if a, if a company that makes bottled water reaches out to us, they can go put their bottled water brand up their butt. Because I'm not about that life. My cat is chasing her tail on top of the cabinets. Oh, you know which what? Which is very worrying. His cat. She's like 10 feet off the ground. Not cat, 10 feet. Like cat, 7 feet. Yes. If she falls, she'll learn, maybe. She will not. Uh, well. Um, but she will land on her feet. Yeah, she's, she's a cat. She's a cat. She's smart. Um, yes, this week, as, as in every week, we are sponsored by water. Drink your water. It's very good for you. Stay hydrated. Uh, keeps you from being sick. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that. Our email is hyhtgnpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us. Our Twitter is at hyhtgnpodcast. Or you can reach out to our network, which is ha- ha- tangentsonly at gmail.com, right? Mm-hmm. And, or tangentsonly on Twitter. Yeah. And Kat's checking our email right now. Yes, I am. Let's see if we got First, some- I had to take a video of my cat chasing her tail on top of the cabinets because... Let's see if we got um, anything other than stuff from Google, which is what we normally get. Uh, nothing at HYH and nothing. Wow, lots of places really like strawberry shortcake and stuffing and greedy casserole. That's super weird to me. I, I mean, I guess it's simple and it's it's pretty hard to fuck up and it's good just about every time. Yeah, I guess. And you can buy all of the ingredients in the grocery store too. Strawberries, oh, yeah. pre-baked biscuits, and whipped cream. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's pretty, let's go to Twitter. And it's pretty easy to make homemade as well, you know? Absolutely. Because all you have to make is biscuits. And you can buy pre-made biscuit dough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's... No, it's, def- it's definitely simple. I just... I feel like chocolate chip cookies are more popular. Or like Oreos. Speaking of which... Hopefully next week I will have gluten-free Oreos to try in the podcast. Ooh. I was hoping to get them by this week, but none of the grocery stores near me have them. My mom might be mailing me a babka in the mail. Which is a big Jewish bread. Ah. It's twisty with chocolate and it's delicious. Nothing on Twitter. Send us tweets. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tell us news. Tell us you love us. 
Give us attention. Also, review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I leaned back and uh, moved away from my mic, so if I sounded weird for a second, that's why. Um, you have something for the middle bit. Um, very briefly. Okay. I was going to say, um, I was going to see if we had any new ratings on iTunes that we could read, but no. Anyway, middle bit. Um, <clears throat> Texas Department apologizes for Chucky Amber Alert. What? Like the doll? Like from the movie? The alert, which said that the killer doll from the Child's Play horror films was a suspect in kidnapping, was sent as a result of a test malfunction, according to state officials. Wait, so they sent out an Amber Alert for the Chucky doll? No, they sent out an Amber Alert that said that the Chucky doll had kidnapped someone. (laughs) Wait, wait, (laughs) wait, hold on. Hold on. They sent... Okay. Oh, this is... There was an Amber Alert, and it was like, hey, this kid got kidnapped. Um, Suspect is the doll from Chucky. Did somebody actually get kidnapped? No. Oh, okay. So nobody got... They were doing some kind of internal test, and it got sent out by mistake. And, oh my god. That's... That's phenomenal. I... Oh, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes the government is good. Ah, the, the, uh, so I'm reading the article, which goes against the, um, I've done, we've the broken, ethos of the middle. We've bit. broken the rules before. Um, but the, but the child who was kidnapped was in fact the, 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 uh, the child of Chucky. In the in the movie, I've yeah. never seen Chucky before. Me neither, but I did work at a Halloween store, and we had a lot of Chucky stuff. I I never understood the appeal of Chucky. I mean, I don't watch horror movies, so mm-hmm. there's that. Man, that's amazing! Wow. So they sent out an Amber Alert saying that Chucky had kidnapped somebody. I mean, he did theoretically. Yeah. I'm very impressed. That's wonderful. <sighs> very yeah. good. That's goodness. Oh my god. Can you just Sus- Can you I want to I want Sorry. Are what? you going to read the Amber Alert? I I want to read the yeah, the the description of the suspect. Oh, oh, please. Age 28 years, race other, doll. Eyes blue, hair red or auburn, weight sixteen pounds, <laughs> height three foot one, gender male. <laughs> um, additional information: blue denim overalls with multicolored striped long sleeve shirt, wielding a huge kitchen knife. Oh my god! I can't get over the um the height three foot one. Which, you know, some people are short. Weight, 16 pounds. <laughs> also, race other, doll. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, we apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. Oh, my God. I, wow. That's very good. 
Um, Don Mancini, the director and screenwriter who created the Chucky character, shared a news article about the alert on Twitter saying, please find them. Oh, it's so good. It's really fantastic. And I'm very yeah. happy. That's a good one, Kat. It, it made me laugh so hard. Should I get on Twitter? I mean, I'm on Twitter, but like consistently. I know I've talked. I, I know I've talked about my. I'm not really on Twitter so much as every once in a while I will go on Twitter and doom scroll until my phone locks me out of Twitter because I have a limit on Twitter. Because uh, otherwise, I would just doom scroll for hours at a time. That's a good plan. I. I feel like I should have. You're on Instagram. Sometimes, right? Not really. No. Okay. Kind of. I was going to say we should get an Instagram that's just. Um, well, God, what is happening? Out- Something is happening in my building and I have no idea what it is. It sounds like somebody is wax. It sounds like two people are standing in the hallway hitting a slinky against the floor. That's fun. Which a very specific sound. Um, oh, for the record, the the article that I was reading from Texas Department apologize for Chucky Amber Alert um, is by Brian Piesch, Piech, um from February third, twenty twenty one, on the New York Times website. Fantastic, wonderful. Um, Just can you imagine getting that Amber Alert? And putting the piece... Of, do, do you think yes. if you got an Amber Alert with the, that information that you would um, realize it was the Chucky doll? So, there has to have been people in Texas who put the pieces together. Oh, yeah. There... I mean... The, the, the thing about the weight... Like, I, I could be... Okay, like, there's a... There's a... There's a smaller adults. Um... <laughs> But then the, the I just weight. imagine I'm not I'm not laughing at I'm, I'm not I do I know I laughed at that moment I'm laughing at the person I'm la- I'm laughing at thinking about myself getting an amber alert and reading through it um god there have to have been pieces people who put the pieces together it's yeah. the large kitchen knife for me yeah, that that really like sealed the deal. <laughs> it's the large well, kitchen knife for me. Well, also race doll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yep, I think that might be it that immediately. Be the, You're the, like, oh, this is a giveaway. joke. The doll kidnaps somebody. Either we're living in a horror movie, or this is a joke. Yeah, if they hadn't put race, the racist doll then there might have been some people who were like, what's going on? Um, Mm. And been like, wait, this is a very strange Amber Alert. But the the racist, putting the racist doll is, yeah, that's kind of hard to... uh, There are undoubtedly people who read that and were like, what the hell? Who did not pick up on the fact that it wasn't real. Just, uh, um, brain no work. Brain, um, head empty, no thoughts. Wait, what were you saying about us getting an Instagram? Oh, I was going to say if we had an Instagram, 
I would ask you to maintain it because I don't understand Instagram. Oh, I mean, I can. But I, I, understand I don't know Instagram. what we would put on our Instagram. Yeah, we I, are an audio medium. Yeah. I mean, people who have podcast posts on Instagrams, but I, you know, that's a, yeah. I listen to a true crime podcast that posts on. Well, you had an idea for a true crime podcast. Yes. Um, I, have this we is talked my, about it before? My hit, I, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. If we did, I'm sorry. You're going to hear about it again. Um, my idea for a true crime podcast is called Look at These Fucking Idiots, <laughs> where we just blatantly roast uh, serial killers who are all idiots and the dumbass police departments who managed to fail to catch them consistently, even when, like, there's... Like, the number of times you're he- hearing about a true crime thing and you're like, oh, the police got the wrong information and so they missed the guy. Or the police, like, had the guy and let him go or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, true crime, if anything, is uh, proof that police in general are not good at their jobs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, serial killers are idiots. And the premise of the show would be just roasting serial killers until one of them gets frustrated enough that I've insulted their intelligence that they come and murder me. Um, preferably, like, a serial killer who hasn't been active for, like, 20 years just comes you out just, of hiding you just to the, kill me personally because I've insulted him. Sorry? You want the Zodiac Killer to kill you. No, no. It, does, it doesn't have to be the Zodiac Killer. You want Ted Cruz to give up his life as a politician and return to Zodiac killing and come and find for me come and find you and murder you yeah yeah i i just think a serial killer who's been in hiding or like hasn't killed anybody in a really long time but Kat, uh, i don't been... want you to die though but imagine how funny it would be <sighs> but cat theoretically theoretically this is going to happen after we're both famous from podcasting and then i would lose you as part of my income what if I booby trap my home like a home alone scenario. So instead of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this on that podcast. Um, I'm just gonna say it here. Um, instead of think, getting murdered, thinking, I catch the serial killer. But in you don't one think my, a serial killer wouldn't listen to this podcast? Well, by the time, but okay, we're okay. Famous, but this is also the this is also pretty early on in this particular podcast. Yeah. We haven't this even is, made the other podcast. Okay, I will yeah. do this podcast with you as so long as one. I have two caveats. One, I do, I do know a lot about true crime. One, mm-hmm. I get to be not sober for it. Okay. And two, I don't want to have to do very much work. Yeah. I will do, if you give me a case, I will do at, at a maximum an hour of Googling about it. Yeah, I, I fully uh, intend to just read Wikipedia articles. Oh, okay. Then, and make fun. The purpose of this podcast is to draw out serial killers. Then we're in a okay. Well, I don't want to draw. I don't want to draw draw out serial killers. Yeah, but you can, and and I'll be complicit mm-hmm. because my I, hair looks like flaming hot Cheetos well, right now. Well, because here's the okay. Here's the thing. My mother has told me repeatedly. 
that my one and only job in life is to die after her. So, yeah, you know, I have to keep that. I have to keep that in mind. And I I, think the thing is, podcasting is a very safe job. Mm -hmm. Um, unless I follow this particular career path that you've laid out with this particular podcast. I don't know that I would ever actually make a true crime podcast because I like every time I listen to true crime, I just get angry because it's just I just get angry. Yeah. Because they're not smart. They're not good at not. I'm I'm not saying the people who make true crime. Podcasts. No, the, yeah, not I'm talking the about the criminals. They're not smart. They're not clever. They just got fucking lucky and they're not good at what they do or whatever they're just you know cool sadistic mostly men my favorite true crime podcast i just finished rewatching oceans eight and here's my thing about the oceans franchise or whatever you want to call it the other ones oceans 11 the ones with what's his face what's his name clooney him yeah they're fun they're great and my brother is like oceans 11 is way better than Ocean's 8. And I'm like, of course you would say that. You're a man. My opinion, I'm of the opinion that Ocean's 8 is so much more fun than Ocean's 11. And I don't know why. Maybe it's be gay, do crime. It's at least a little bit that. Can I just, I love heist episodes of TV shows. I fucking, I, uh, you, you have no idea. If there was a podcast that was all about just, if if there was a true crime podcast that was specifically only about bank robberies and heists and not murder and that kind of stuff, yeah, that kind of true crime, I am, not that I'm not interested in the murder and stuff because, you know, it's interesting whatever i yeah it's just i want to i want to listen to a true crime podcast where nobody got hurt like nobody was harmed in the making of these crimes <laughs> well that's what i'm ta- i th- see i love i love a good heist yeah i fucking love a good heist steal i love eat the rich that's what it comes down to you know I what just, movie is? Love... You know what movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Inside Man? Spike. I have not. Spike Lee. We should watch that together. That movie fucks so hard. It is so fucking good. Every single time I watch it, mm, so good. Also, wait. Quick tip. Quick. Very quick. Black History mm-hmm. Month. Um, everybody, if you have not, we talked about do the right thing. But I don't know if we talked about do the right thing on this podcast before. That movie. I know we've talked about Do the Right Thing before. Do the Right Thing is a movie that if you have not seen it, you should drop literally everything and watch it as soon as possible. That movie, more than any other movie, I will say, like, uh, trigger warning. Yeah, you. I did not Uh, know. Look it up on Does the Dog Die? Like, I did not know what I was getting into when I watched it. Um, If you don't know what to expect when you watch this movie, or if you're not in the right headspace. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a lot. But I will say more it's than very intense. Yeah. More than literally any other movie I've ever seen in my entire life, it 
legitimately changed my life watching it. Um, and everybody should see it. It is very, very good, um, especially right now, especially during Black History Month. Spike <laughs> continues Lee, to be relevant for, what, 30 years? Yeah, it came out in 1989. Spike Lee, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Changed my life. Cannot recommend it highly enough. It is in my top three, probably, of movies that have impacted me the most. I won't say it's like one of my favorite favorite of just truly enjoyable because it's really it's hard to watch, but um, it did change. It completely changed my life and made me. It's, so it's really good. You have to watch it. Just watch it. But Inside Man, it's a heist movie. It's about a bank robbery. Also Spike Lee. Very, very good. Really good. We should watch Inside Man. Um, I want to make a podcast. I know I know. we keep pitching podcasts <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> which is supposedly like about four. news. Um, but I really want to make a podcast about um, TV show tropes. Not like tvtropes.com or whatever, but like, I want to talk about, oh, what show has the best Thanksgiving episode and why? Or what TV show has the best musical episode and why? And we pick a different like common episode, like bottle episodes or uh, musical episodes, heist episodes, uh, warfare episode. Like... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, prob- and we, we talk Here's about the, the best and the, the worst. The problem is I'm just going to pick Community almost every single time. <laughs> See, Community is really good. But like some shows, like I feel like there's there's definitely like musical episode. It's Buffy. Kat, can I make a confession? Yeah. Yes. I've never seen all of Buffy. Understandable. It's okay. Only some episodes are worth watching. Okay. IMHO. Um, I can't believe I just said IMHO <laughs> in real life out loud. <laughs> Should we get to your article? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just a reminder. I, I took NyQuil by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm having a time. It's okay. Fun fact. The last time I took NyQuil before I had to do something. Um, I was very sick my freshman year of college um, and I took NyQuil to go to sleep and then I remembered that the next day I had to have read 1984 so I read the entirety of 1984 after taking NyQuil. George Orwell 1984? Yep. That's um, Big Brother, right? Big Brother's yep. watching. I have not read yep. 1984. I, for a second I thought you it's, were talking about Animal Farm. It's a big old dense book. It's very... It's very good, I think. <laughs> Who's to say? I don't remember it very well. All I remember are the torture scenes. Uh, what was I thinking about in relationship? I had That's... a lot of... Not a lot of. I had the safe, regular amount of NyQuil. What before book reading. were they talking about? There was some book that they were talking about. They talked about 1984 in, but it wasn't 1984. I believe that. Um, and I'm trying... I feel like it comes up in pop culture a lot. Well, I cannot for the life of me remember. It was some... 
other dystopian book they made a movie about recent Fahrenheit 451. They did not talk about 1984. But Ray Bradbury is also a writer. They made a movie of Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. It was on Amazon, I think, which is interesting. I Jeff okay, Bezos last... stepped down from fucking CEO. I, heard I don't know that. if you heard about that. Last, last very, very brief tangent. My favorite thing in the world is the story of how Fahrenheit 451 got its name, which is uh, Ray Bradbury called the local fire station to ask at what temperature books burn. Uh-huh. And the guy, the guy's like, I don't know, let me check. And then set a book on fire and measured the temperature. Oh, boy. Yeah, Fahrenheit 451. Um... Michael B. Jordan starred in it, and I almost forgot what Michael B. Jordan... I almost forgot his name, so I almost just called him that really hot guy, <laughs> which is true and accurate. Um, He's the, the sexiest man alive, right? Yeah, currently. Along with okay. Dan Levy, Pedro Pascal, and others. Um, Levy or Levy? I was watching... I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, my article. <laughs> Jinkies. We are an hour into this, but I'm sure a lot of this will need to be cut because it's just me going, because uh, <laughs> my brain's not here. Um, I'm sure it can't be worse than last week. I had COVID last week. That's true. You know how sometimes I say a fun fact at the, at the top or the bottom of the show? Mm-hmm. Well, today I'm going to do it in the middle. I woke up today and my hand was twitching. Like, my hand was making, like, a claw. Like, I could not put it flat. And then when I stood up, it went away. So, I don't know if there are any Um, medical professionals listening, but if you want to tweet at us, or... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you been doing a lot of repetitive actions? Not with my left hand. Because I know, I know, like, if you, like... Early signs of tendonitis can be like weird reactions when you sleep. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, have... I used to wake up with my hand a mitten when I had tendonitis. And what was the other thing I had? Carpal tunnel. I don't know what it was. But the second I like stood up and started walking around, it went away. Hmm. So um, weird. Article time. Article time. Oh, my fun fact is that it's February and the seasonal depression is hitting hard. Article time. Article, Article time. time. <laughs> Doing the things. Um, if anybody knows they might be giants, you're an OG out there. Oh, I love they might be giants. Particle man. I've been listening to a lot of they might be giants radio on Spotify, which has mother mother on it, oh, which makes me happy. Anyway, um, I listened to a Mother Mother song and it inspired me to write the outline of an entire TV show. Fuck yeah. Which oh, song? Um, Wrecking Ball. Nice. Yeah. Literally, um, I listened to that song and I was like, wow, I, I now have an idea for an entire season of a TV show from one song. Hell yeah. Okay. <clears throat> With French theaters closed, puppetry takes center stage. The art form, usually on the fringes of French theatrical culture, finds itself at a sudden advantage. Puppet shows young audiences are still allowed to watch live performances. Um, So this is from the New York Times by Laura Capel. Um, Puppet shows? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hang on. 
which kind of puppet? <laughs> I think it's a bunch of different kinds, but I think the okay. idea is that all of the actors can be far apart, like yeah. doing the voices. Did you? Okay. Did you? And then it's see... like one puppeteer. Did I send you that TikTok about the person whose mother thought they were at a mascot convention? This is, no. I think the, this is somewhat related. I th- okay. sort of think of mascots and puppets in similar. They're both big animal felted things, kind of. I'm sorry Not if inherently. I. I'm sorry if I offend any puppeteers out there. Um, but this person's mother thought they were at a mascot convention that wasn't a mascot convention. Was uh, it a furry convention? It was. <laughs> and then um, this person had to explain to their mother what a furry was. Anyway, well, I just, I, when I think of puppets, I think of the Muppets. That's fair. And then I think of Big Bird. And there's somebody in the Big, big there's somebody in the Big Bird suit. Yeah. Which makes me then think of mascots, because there's people in the mascot costume, which then made mm-hmm. me think of this TikTok, which I saw last night. And also, I said, I said my mom was on TikTok already. You did? Yeah. I gave her a whole tutorial. Okay. <clears throat> Nice. That was my, I'm about to read an article noise. Uh, Paris. In December, while French theaters remained shut because of the pandemic, Hubert Maela was able to perform his latest show a dozen times. The reason? He makes puppet shows for young audiences who happen to be in school and in need of entertainment. I guess the kids are still in school in France. I have a feeling France is probably dealing with this a little bit better than the United States is, potentially. Who's to say? Eh. Um, Let's nah. see. I'm like, I'm not going to get into French politics right now. Yeah, I'm just going to um, Google so we get the obligatory typing sounds, France and COVID. They had a huge Your mic spike. is no longer close enough to your keyboard. It picked it up. Okay. <laughs> I think that worked. Um, all right. You got your typing sounds. They had a spike in what, November. What, what were the results of France COVID? They had a spike in, a big spike in November. Um, but they're, they got fucking less cases than us. That's not hard, though. No? Yeah, from about, um, from... They are pretty steady. They're like, I guess daily average is, oh, low. I don't know how to read this. It's confusing. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, uh, they're doing puppet shows. Uh, puppetry, an art form often looked down on as lowbrow, lo-fi theater, has found itself an unlikely advantage this winter in France. Primary and secondary school children are currently the only audience members officially allowed to attend performances here, as long as the local authorities grant permission. We can't just work through video with no audience, Mahela said in a recent interview. It was such a joy to know that it's possible to... Goodness... It's such a joy to know that it's possible to be careful and keep going. He took his one-man show, Le Sapo Ongé, 
in which he reenacts a tale from his native Congo with expressive handheld puppets to schools in Fontenay-sous-Bois, a suburb of Paris, I don't speak in the French northern anymore. city of Amiens. I'm doing my best. I took French in high school and college for like a bit, um, and I do Duolingo in French, but pronunciation has never been my strong suit. Um, you mean you mean the owl doesn't beat you into submission if you say something no. wrong? Not really. Huh. The owl has bigger fish to fry. Mm. I um, thought owls didn't eat fish. <laughs> the situation for French puppeteers is bittersweet. While it constitutes a return to their roots, as children remain their most faithful fans, many of them have worked hard to position the form as more than family-friendly fare. In France, high levels of public funding for the arts helped puppetry make the transition in the second half of the 20th century from a craft passed down in family circles to a well-established sector of the performing arts. Puppetry even has a capital of sorts in France. Charville Mezières, a former metallurgy stronghold near the Belgian border, it hosted the first World Puppetry Festival in 1961 and became home to International Institute of Puppetry two decades later. In 1987, a puppetry school. Are you ready for the name of this puppetry school? Oh, fuck yeah, I am. École Nationale Supérieure des Arts de la Marionnette. <gasps> That's a mouthful. Kat, I'm giving up on my dreams of graduate school in Germany and I'm going to become a puppeteer. At the Ecole Nationale Supérieure des Arts de la Marinette? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you say the name of the school? <laughs> I forgot it already. Um, or ESNAM ESNAM opened. Ecole de Nationale de Supérieure de Marionnette? Close enough. Close and fucking enough. You know... Wouldn't it be fun to be a puppeteer? Yeah. Um, I like puppets. Puppets are fun. Holy shit. Well, it admits only 15 students every three years. Oh, fuck no. Never mind. <laughs> you you gotta be the best you of the be, best. You gotta be good. Um, some of puppetry's biggest names hone their craft there, including the American artist and director Basil Twist. Basil Twist? Um, other training institutions have opened That's a, wait, internationally. Hang on. It took me a second to process that name. That's a great fucking name. It sounds like a drink. <gasps> yeah. Um, is the person who is the puppeteer for Baby Yoda? I think that's Frank Oz. Ah. That was a weird sound. That's was fun finding that sound. Um, other training institutions have opened internationally, but in a recent interview at the Opera Comique in Paris, in Paris, <laughs> in Paris, Twist said he still considered, oh God, my phone locked. He still considered his alma mater the top school in the world for the art form. France has an enormous network of cultural institutions, one of the largest in the world, so puppetry was able to carve a niche within it. The school's director of pedagogy, 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 Bryce Coupe said in a phone interview, 
the puppeteer Gregoire Calliers had a front seat for that. I'm kind of regretting picking an article that takes place in France. So much French. Why do the French insist on the French? I don't want to offend a friend. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend the French because I took French for many years and I enjoy French culture. And someday I would like to go to France. And I'm worried if I say something now, the French will not like it. But <laughs> that being said. <laughs> As a dyslexic person, mm. their language is impossible to read and then say with my mouth. I took so many years of French and even I'm like, oh, their language. Oh. I, I, look oh, at, oh, I, I look at it and I'm like, I know I took this language. So theoretically, I know what it should say. But the way that it's structured, it's like brain no brain no like. There's so many, it's always so many vowels next to each other. And so it doesn't work in my head. The vowels move. They like get up and have a little dance with each other. And then they sit back down in the wrong, they play a game of musical chairs with each other and my brain doesn't like it. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen with other languages that are with a Roman alphabet. That's my thing. That's my that's my thing about France. French. Don't hate me, France. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> it's your fault. It's my fault. Not it's me. Not it's 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 me. Not it's it's not you. It's me. <laughs> um. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, from 1997 to 2012, George Callier uh directed the first national dramatic center devoted to the form of puppetry in Strasbourg. He is currently at the helm of the Theatre Halle Roblot in Fontenay-sous-Bois. Ooh, my voice. Um <laughs> um where he set up a covert averse performances by several artists in schools including Mahela's Le Sapo Angers. Uh, what's good about the world of puppetry is that most productions are nimble. They can go anywhere, Callier said in his theater at his theater recently. While theater productions have a hard time coming up with big tours, there's always a possibility to work for puppeteers. Uh, that much was clear from Les Plateaux Marionnettes, a closed showcase for programmers and journalists. Interesting. Hosted at the Theatre Halle Roublot in late January. This article is so long. I just want to talk about how they're they're doing puppetry for school children. Well, then let's talk about how they're doing puppets for kids. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. It's New York Times, which I respect, but long. The New York Times is an excellent piece of an excellent source of print media. And it's great. But there's a big one coming. Yeah. It's so long. Um, Same thing with the globe. And I live I love the globe. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um I, I, I like 
like puppets. Yeah. Um, there are signs that younger puppeteers are hungry to break down the remaining barriers between their craft and the mainstream theater. The profession itself is changing. It used to be very masculine. There are a lot of women now who do very interesting work, Callier said. Hell yeah. Um, the productions presented as part of Le Plateau Marionette tackled ambitious themes from family violence, uh, blah, 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 blah. Dark puppetry. Basically, they've been trying to make puppetry like seen as edgier and adult in France um, because they didn't want to just be associated with children. Mm-hmm. Um, but now only children can go to puppet shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Or only pup- only puppet shows can happen at theater and only children can go to theater. Uh, like what age bracket? Um, primary and secondary school children. So, like... So, like, middle schoolers and younger? Okay, because I, I guess the... From my understanding, it's like they're not vectors as much of COVID, maybe? Ah. Hmm. Also, they're already at school together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, just get Avenue Q to come perform... But hmm. that is a bad... For the children? For the children. That's a bad idea. The I've internet se- is for porn. I've seen Avenue Q with my um, parents. My sister went and saw it with my dad before. Like, this was years and years ago when she was like... I want to say in middle school, she saw Avenue Q with my dad. Oh, boy. And they were like, oh, these puppets are kind of like Muppets. It should be fun. Oh, boy. And yeah... Um, it's, Avenue Q is an interesting show. Avenue Q is very dated, I feel like. it. If it's going to come back to like Broadway, it needs an update. Yeah. It, it was fun. I had, I yeah, had enjoyed it. But it's fun. It's interesting, but it's very dated. Yeah, it's very... What did, when, when did it come out? Hang on. Ooh, I got to type. I'll type. I'll do it. As loudly as possible. There it is. Avenue Q. Avenue Q. First. First performance. Take a guess. 2009. Earlier. 2006. Earlier. 2002. Very close. 2003. Yep. March 2003, the show won Best Musical, Book, and Score at the Tonys. Has been praised for its approach to themes of racism, homosexuality, and internet pornography. Yeah, it's very dated. For 2003? Oh, no, yeah, no, 2003. Very good. Wonderful, progressive. For now, in 2021, if you tried to pitch a song called Everybody's a Little Bit Racist, like... <laughs> yeah. It needs it needs an update. I remember enjoying yeah. it, but thinking that some of the jokes don't quite... Some of yeah. the jokes don't quite land as well as they... As well as they could. Because they could still land. Yeah, I just. Yeah, there's mm. like the whole 
I like one of the things I remember most about Avenue Q because I never saw it. I just like listened to songs from the soundtrack and like mm-hmm. read probably a summary of the plot. Um, the only thing I super remember is the internet is for porn and everyone's a little bit racist, which yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that song unironically has people uh saying things that are offensive as like part of the learning curve which like you could do something with where somebody accidentally does a microaggression mm-hmm. but like it is bad there's it's not like good yeah if i remember correctly uh there's a guy who says something kind of racist about his wife and how much he loves her and she's like yeah but you can't say that like the the thing that you said yeah yeah it's it yeah it needs an update if it's gonna get yeah. performed on it's performing off broad well nothing's performing on broadway or off broadway really yeah if it's going to get performed on broadway again it needs an update for 2003 it was very good i'm just thinking about Absolutely. i don't know if you saw michael che's most recent the most recent weekend update no um or heard about it but i'm so sick of comics making vague like making transphobic jokes um but there was one he made a joke about um how biden repealed trump's transgender ban for people in the military and made a joke about basically calling it you know you remember don't ask don't tell yeah. Well, he made a joke along the lines of don't ask, don't tell, and it was derogatory towards trans people. I'm not going to repeat it. You can look it up if you want. And it wasn't Yikes. funny. Um, and it just wasn't funny, and people are calling him out, and he's like, but uh, blah, 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 like, whatever. Um, I'm trying to find... Uh, I saw this clip circulating recently. Um, it's James A. Caster. I was about to talk about James A. Caster. He... I recently watched his season of T- Taskmaster. You can feel... Oh feel free God. to cut, you know, however much well, of this. Well, Nero, have you seen podcast. his trans thing? Oh, his... He's like... I... Because I, his, th- his whole bit, this bit from one of his stand-up specials is like, you know, his edgy comics are, you know they'll go and they'll make a bunch of jokes about trans people and then when they get called out on the internet they'll say I'm an edgy comic and my stuff is challenging and that's my job as a comic I'm supposed to challenge people and then he says well because you know who hasn't been challenged enough the trans community they've had their guard down for too long and it's just it's really funny and it it reminded me of some tiktok I saw I wish I could you know, remember who made it, but they were saying like, you can, you can make jokes about marginalized, about topics within marginalized communities without making fun of those marginalized communities. Like there was a joke on Schitt's Creek (laughs) where like people love to make jabs at disabled people because of course they Mm -hmm. do. Because disabled people were seen as an easy target. And as somebody who identifies mm-hmm. as disabled, you know, fuck you if you make jokes about disabled people. But 
there's a joke from Schitt's Creek where I haven't watched a lot of Schitt's Creek, but um, somebody he says like, oh, this is a bigger scandal than when we installed the wheelchair ramp backwards at the church. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And it's a joke. Of- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, so I don't know. But see, that's a joke about disability that's fucking hysterical. I, it, I especially. I- it's fu- It's not only is it funny, it's well crafted. And then people. And the thing is, when you the thing is, you can make jokes about disability and it can be fucking funny. You just have to be funny. The thing is, when people yeah. make dumb jokes about wheelchair users or other people in dis- the disability in the disabled community, they don't—they're not funny. You're just making fun of somebody who has a disability, and you're just yeah. being a shitty person. You're just being shitty to trans people, and it's not actually funny. You're not yeah. being edgy or especially, creative. You're just being an asshole. I it's love not, it's especially not dark. that James A. Caster said something. Because, um, where was I going with this? Oh, because so much British comedy is like, if not overtly transphobic, a little bit transphobic, especially like, like people who are trying to be like feminists. Cause like, I feel like, and I, I don't have evidence for this, but it's like anecdotally, observationally, I feel like turfism is a lot more prevalent in the uk than it is in the united states at least from what i've observed yeah and like obviously like snl um like in the u.s there's still a lot of like transphobia and comedy but i was like watching a show from like 2018 with my dad that was like on acorn or something and he was like oh i'm so excited to watch this this has a bunch of actors that we really like and there was this whole bit about like this perverted man in a dress Mm. and it was the the joke was that there was this like super weird conservative guy who was like being a dick and this wouldn't be an issue if the conservative guy weren't being a dick about it but it was like it was very poorly executed and it made me uncomfy yeah yeah it's just yeah 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 Anyway, puppets. Anyway, puppets. Um, yeah. Um, uh, the climate emergency is also a recurring concern among East Nam students, according to Coupe. Some refuse to work with polluting materials and prefer to make recycled puppets. That's cool. Cute. Um, yeah. Um, with no more than three performers on stage at any point and precautions including masks and social distancing, the risk of spreading COVID-19 seemed as limited as it may ever be inside a theater. We can afford to work on a play with 20 characters because we don't need 20 actors. Uh, Givernet, the co-director of Hematomas, said with Ooh, a laugh after the show. Okay, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Because, you know, puppets. Yeah. Uh, quote-unquote lowbrow or not puppets are well suited to this moment yeah i just thought it was cool that like they're doing puppet shows specifically for kids which is something that i find to be like really happy and wholesome um my grandmother uh was a puppeteer 
and she where was i going with this oh she had a toy store back in the day and they would have stands at festivals where she would do puppet shows and i have a bunch of i've been looking at through old photos and there are a bunch of old photos of like like swarms of kids gathered around her little uh stand that my grandfather built for her to put on puppets shows at a festival oh that's so cute and i just kids are watching puppet shows even even now kids are watching puppet shows i love there's something about puppets there's something about puppets um i have i read this whole paper that one of my classmates wrote in my animation class about um the difference between cgi and puppets specifically the reception uh the differing receptions between prequel various prequel uh creatures that were made from cgi versus like baby yoda who is universally beloved and it's because baby yoda is a puppet not entire but there's something lifelike about a puppet that you don't get from cgi necessarily yes Yes, 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 baby Yoda. He's so cute. I love him. Baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. Sorry, I'm like, I hit a, I hit a wall. <laughs> having a time. I hit a wall about like ten. I don't know what it was. I hit a wall like ten minutes ago, and Only I the fact that we've been recording for an hour and a half. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I've. You I've, have heard the good news. Yeah, you have heard the good. I've. So you much have heard the do. good news about Chucky. um about um, sophia's mom on tiktok my about my mom on tiktok um go follow my mom no don't go follow my mom um about is her is her his is her is her um at at sophia's mom (laughs) it's it's not okay Um, don't share it on the podcast i'm not it is a Um, picture it's a picture of my dog though nice yeah um you've heard the good news about comfort food and across children and puppets the united states yeah and children and puppets um i feel like there was something else minority corner yeah listen to it listen to them they're great enjoy black history Um, month yeah educate yourself yeah watch so there's like i am not gonna go find it right now because i'm losing the bit but if you like watching movies like we do, there are whole lists of great movies to watch during Black History Month. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, our recommendation this week is do the right thing. Yes. Um, My recommendation every week is do the right thing. <laughs> uh, good night and good news. That's bye bye. Wait, we. Oh, I have been cat. Yeah, I was about to say we have to say our names. I've been Sophia. Bye. Good night and good news. Bye. What's your new thing that you're gonna start doing at the end of the episode? Did I have one? You came up with one the other week. I did. I don't remember what it is. I'm sorry. Oh shit. Um. Bye. Bye.